Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. What is going on everybody and welcome back to the Wednesday edition of the Stochastic NHL Strategy Show, sponsored by Prize Picks. I am your host, Josh Harris. What's going on, everybody? Joining me, as always, Slim Cliffy. How's your Wednesday going? Uh, not bad, actually. Bright, sunny day outside, which is always nice uh, when you're in uh, basically the middle of winter. It hasn't been too cold lately, so can't complain about that. Uh, pretty Good night of pucks last night. I missed the early portions of the early games, um, but I did catch the end of um, the Carolina game. Uh, Carolina, like I, I said this on Twitter, I know they lost, but that team looks like it's going to be an absolute wagon with Pacioretty back. Now they have two genuinely very good scoring lines, especially if Stasny keeps playing the way he is. I wonder if they go get another center. And then I watched the uh, Florida-Colorado game, which was – not 100% nitrous because um, Colorado's not completely healthy, but that was a, a pretty fun uh, game to watch. I ended up cashing last night, which was kind of a surprise to me because I did use Buffalo one, but they didn't really, they had a good night. Like Alex talk had a couple goals. Jeff Skinner had a couple assists, but they didn't really like break the slate or anything. I think they had like 45 combined points, but Calgary three, uh, helped me get there. Frustrating night, though, um, as I was telling you uh, in DMs on Discord. Um, we were talking last night after the show, and I was talking about which defenseman I was going to go with my single lineups. Um, the first pair that I was looking at was Jonas Siegenthaler and Jacob Chikrin. Um, those guys combined for 43 DraftKings points last night. The other pair of defensemen that I was considering uh, was Shane Gostisbehere and Ty Smith. Or, uh, yeah, it's, no, Shane Gostisbehere and Jake Wallman, sorry. They scored 39.8. Now, I changed my lineup a bit because I had Hayton as a one-off center plus Mangiapane and Coleman. Um, I decided to go with Hayton as a one-off center, Mangiapane and Backlund. And Backlund was a lot more expensive, so I, was, I had to pay down less at D. I ended up going with Ty Smith and Gustav Forsling, so instead of uh, getting 40 or more points from my defenseman, I got 14. Um, Backlund outscored 
uh, Coleman a little bit last night, but Coleman had a pretty good night. I think he had six shots, you know, the shot bonus uh, plus an assist. So it would have been basically pretty close uh, in, in, in points last night. Maybe, you know, um, Coleman would have finished with like maybe five less. Anyways, I cost myself about 35 points by just not going with either of the defense pairs that I had been considering going with something completely different. Um, you talked about a late swap you had um, last week. Um, that just kind of killed you. It's that, you know, like you said um, before this show, it's a single entry life, man. Or single life entry, as you put it. Um, My wife loved that one, by the way. Sometimes, sometimes you make a swap that really works in your favor. Um, sometimes you make a swap that really doesn't. Last night it didn't. I still ended up crashing, which is nice, but cost myself a little bit of money. That's the way it goes. I uh, A little birdie told me that you bubbled last night and you weren't too excited about that. Wasn't. Also, I said single, single, ent- or what did I say, single life entry or something like that. My wife was so pissed. She took Avery. They went shopping. <laughs> Somehow, I imagine I have a few credit cards missing from my wallet. <laughs> yeah, no, I bu- <laughs> I bubbled. Um, I hate bubbling. I'd rather just finish dead last. I had um, Winnipeg one or the Dubois Connor. Ehlers line, which was pretty good. I had Hurdle and Meyer. They were okay. I had Hayton, pretty good. I had Sorokin, pretty good. Had Ty Smith, pretty good. Bubbled. Pain. That's brutal. Lack of sleep. You know what? Just everything started to pile up on you all at once. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, like Pittsburgh too absolutely broke the slate. Tampa, Tampa power play broke it as well. We had a someone on Twitter tagged us. They had a stochastic logo. Uh, let me see if I can find it here. Here we are. Anthony, second place, I believe, in the fifteen. I don't know what you can get seventy five hundred for second place. It's either the fifteen or the three thirty three. Based off ownership, I think it's the fifteen. Finished second for 7,500. Congrats to you. Big score, 192 there. Tampa, um, pit two. Hayton, one off. So that is quite the lineup there. And we have a super chat from Matt. Thank you very much. $5. Took second in the 444 on FanDuel with a single jingle last night. That's actually a nice little tune. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep that in mind. Jingle. Single jingle, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for keeping this fun for me, hockey bros. Yeah. Definitely a hockey bro. Bro. Yeah. 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 No, congrats, Matt. That's, you know, um, anytime you can do that well on a single entry um, in a multi-entry format, um, you know, you had a pretty good lineup. So congrats to you. Thank you for the super chat. Um, let's just hope we can keep it going here on this four game slate. That looks pretty wild at first glance. Yeah. This one is, uh, I don't know what the adjective to use for it. We'll just get into it. But before we do, 60 of you in here, smash that like button, fellas and chicas. You're not here to look at my pretty face. You're here to hit the like. It is pretty, though. I know. I mean, I'll give Please you give that. Please like. <laughs> give us a like and subscribe to all of our shows. If offers, give away or want to subscribe, hit that notification button to get alerts when our shows go live. Also, don't forget to sign up for the Stochastic Hall of Fame by changing your avatar on DraftKings and FanDuel. Easy enough. Go to stochastic.com backslash avatar, download it, 
make it your Abby on the daily fantasy sports sites. Place in the top three contest with over 5,000 contestants. Tweet the wins to at stochastic H O F on Twitter. If you don't have the tweet machine, you can email us with a screenshot and you'll win a free month of stochastic plus platinum. Uh, you can only qualify once per year. So if you go on an absolute heater, you can only get one free month. But since you went on an absolute heater, I'm sure that money will be just a nice consolation prize. You also get a shout out in the weekly Hall of Fame segment. So look forward to that. Let's jump into this slate here. We have the Washington Capitals with a 3.4 total. Heading into Philadelphia, the Flyers have a 2.7. Darcy Kemper probable. Carter Hart is confirmed. I think this is three of four for the for the Flyers. They yeah, played a lot of hockey. Yeah, they played Sunday, Monday, Wednesday. Yeah. They played a lot of hockey recently. Beat up they shut out the, the Sabres. Torts probably ripped them after they got annihilated by the Leafs. Have to see which Flyers team shows up here. Uh, looks like the Capitals are going with Ovechkin, Shiri, Backstrom, Kuznetsov, Strom, Wilson, Eller, Oshi, Milano. I have no particularly big qualms with those lines. Um, I, I do like a Caps power play stack. I think the best here. I think you can full stack some lines though, but if you want to leave off like Shiri on the top line and add in Kuznetsov or add in Oshi, because Oshi is a hundred dollars cheaper than Shiri on DraftKings, so you get a full like three guys on the power play there. I think that is the route. Nicholas Backstrom, very cheap. He is. We'll have to wait and see. Like at this point, he's just a name. Like he's had a lot of major injuries. As long as he can contribute in his spot on the power play, I think. He will be just fine. I don't know what to expect from him five on five with less hips than Tyler Sagan. So I, I don't know. On the flyer side, you know, that connect me Farabee Cates line looked really good against Buffalo, but Buffalo is a pretty terrible team defensively. Capitals have been pretty good defensively. They've started to get some pretty good goaltending. So I'm not sure how much interest in one to three I have at the Flyers. Yeah, I. I should mention that the lines oh, that Ovi Kuznetsov, sorry. Yeah, yeah, the lines that we have in the lineup builder aren't the lines that they had at practice yesterday. Just waiting for um, uh, an update here. Um, the top line was Ovechkin skating with Kuznetsov and our buddy Sonny Milano um, from uh, not being able to make the Flames roster to the top line for a, a playoff team in the Eastern Conference um, after being let go for nothing by Anaheim. Just, and Calgary, shout out Calgary. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant decision making across the league. I love the NHL. So Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, Milano on the top line, Backstrom on the second line with Lars Eller and TJ Oshie on his wing, and then a third line of Shiri Strom and Tom Wilson. Um, it's interesting that they put these lines together. Um, on a road trip because a line of Eller, Backstrom, and Oshie would indicate to me that would be some sort of shutdown line um, that they might use at home against top competition that they decide to go to this on the road it feels a little curious but I guess they just want to try different combinations right like Basham and Wilson have missed half the season um, they have a bunch of new players um, in that you know top nine let's call it uh, namely uh, Strom and Milano obviously Connor Brown's going to come back hopefully at some point this season so there'd be a third guy there so maybe they just want to see what chemistry each guy has with each. Um, you know, Ovechkin has played pretty well with Kuznetsov offensively 
going back a while, just looking at this year, they have over 200 minutes together at five on five, um, 2.8 expected goals for 3.3 actual goals for basically break even by expected goal share, but um, scoring at a hot, like a fairly higher rate um, than their expected goals numbers are. And they've had similar performances for the last couple of years. So I think this is about the level that they're at, which is not elite, but still good. Um, one thing that had been a problem for Ovechkin, uh, Ovechkin, Stroman, Shiri, because that was a line that this team that Washington had used quite a bit this year with all their injuries. Um, Ovechkin, Stroman, Shiri were good at generating offense, but not good at finishing off plays. Um, their shooting percentage um, was very low. I think it was around six to seven percent, which is not good for an Ovechkin line. Like he's not a he's not a, a Barkov or a, you know a Kucherov that can drive like an eleven or twelve percent line. But you know, even six to seven percent is pretty bad. But him and Kuznetsov have been a lot better together in that regard um, than Ovechkin and Strom have been. So I think it's a boost for Ovechkin at five on five. Um, and you know, Sonny Milano, he's a good playmaking winger like i still don't know why and i got rid of him especially when he watched this this ducks team this year um that's uh running out you know ryan strome consistently ryan strome frank patrano consistently even though they're getting buried and we'll talk about them uh later in the show but i haven't checked lately but i know as of a week ago milano was leading um washington in points per minute at five on five so uh he had been productive uh, in the limited minutes he's been given because, you know, they have him quote unquote on the second line for most of the season, but he's still only playing 14 or 15 minutes a game because there are checking line guys like Nick Dowd or Lars Eller that will get ice time, at, especially at home when they're, um, you know, looking to shut down the opposing top lines and doesn't get prime power play minutes. So he still won't play a lot, but he's been productive. I think he's going to fit in well on that top line with Kuznetsov and Ovechkin. But it's also the case where he's clearly the third wheel there. And, you know, if Connor Sheary's back on the top line by the middle of the second period, that wouldn't surprise me either. So um, that Washington top line is pretty good at five on five. Uh, at home, the Flyers had been using that Cates line um, as the quote shutdown line which is kind of interesting to me because their expected goals against in a hundred minutes together this year is sitting at 3.8 per 60 minutes. Um, but only 1.8 actual goals against as uh, the goaltending behind them has been over 950. Um, whether that can maintain itself for the second half of the season, I guess we're going to find out, but um, if they keep getting buried like this at five on five, eventually that dam has to break. Right. So I think it's a pretty good five on five matchup for Ovechkin Kuznetsov and Milano um, certainly don't mind just three man stacking them here. I think that's something that is perfectly acceptable uh, on a, on a four game slate like this. Um, they're coming in pretty cheap. They're not coming in that highly owned either. Um, just looking at our top stacks tool, uh, 10% top two stack probability, 8% ownership. So good leverage uh, or reasonable leverage, at least over on DraftKings. not so much on FanDuel where they're, um, coming in a little bit higher owned because they are relatively cheap. Um, but good leverage for those playing on DraftKings. So I do like that Washington top line. Um, I was looking at how Ocean Backstrom, <clears throat> pardon me, how Ocean Backstrom had performed historically without Ovechkin as a winger over the last few years. Cause obviously there's no sample this year with Backstrom having all of one game played. Um, over the last three years, 350 minutes together without Ovechkin, 
Uh, two expected goals for 2.1 against 2.8 actual goals for 2.6 against like, it's not very good. It's pretty low pace. Um, you know, that goals for is fine. I think it would be even above league average over that span, but certainly not great or elite or anything like that. Um, I also wonder about Backstrom kind of being eased in. He only played 14 minutes, um, in their first game. Uh, or in his first game back, sorry, um, in a Washington uni- uniform against Columbus. That was a one nothing shutout win. So, and it was Columbus. Like maybe they didn't want to, you know, have to play him 19 minutes or whatever against the Blue Jackets. But I do wonder if we're going to see some more balanced ice time, especially when Washington's playing non-playoff teams like Columbus, like Philadelphia here tonight. Um, and they just, try to get them back into game shape because it's going to take these guys a few weeks to kind of get their timing back, get their, uh, you know, get their win back because it's a whole different ball game playing in games as it is the skating around in practice. Um, Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. And without them having been super productive historically, and Lars Eller's not a great offensive driver, um, I think his closest comparable might be somebody like Mark Stahl or Mark Stahl. Geez, imagine being Mark Stahl. <laughs> Actually, it wouldn't be bad to be Mark Stahl. Long NHL career. Um, I know he's had a couple of gruesome injuries, but um, you know, decent money. Uh, I wonder if if, if Lars Eller's um, Jordan Stahl esque performance uh, is going to help that line very much. I think it'll help him a lot defensively, certainly, but offensively, I'm not that sure. I don't think Washington two is a line I would go to. I don't like, I don't, I think they might end up being a reasonably popular filler as well, because you do get Backstrom and Oshi on that top power play unit with Ovechkin. So, um, you know, if you want to go and use um, Backstrom and Oshi, uh, it's, I think it's 8k on DraftKings for that two man, you get them both on the top power play unit and then you can go and you can stack your Toronto's, or your Edmontons or what have you. So I don't wonder if they come in as one of those really popular fillers here tonight. So I don't think I'll be going to uh, Washington two. Washington three is kind of interesting for me. Um, Strom and Sheary have generally played well together, whether it's with Ovechkin or, or with another winger. I wonder about their ice time. And it's not necessarily like a great matchup. Like other than the Flyers top line, that Kate's connecting line, um, the other lines have been playing pretty well. Uh, that JVR line for the Flyers, 2.8 expected goals for 2.6 against, um, all playing around 15 and a half to 16 and a half minutes of late. Uh, Owen Tippett has 25 shots in his last 10 games. Like they've been performing well at both ends of the ice. Uh, you know, that Flyers third line, even the Kevin Hayes, Wade Allison line, um, believe it or not, uh, old Wade Allison is leading, uh, Flyers regular forwards and expected goals impacts this season. Um, him and Hayes have been playing well on that third line together. Um, 3.1 expected goals for 3.6 actual goals for Hayes has 14 shots in his last five games. So 
I think it's a tremendous five-on-five matchup for Washington's top line. I'm just not sure it's a very good matchup for the second and third lines, and I wonder if they're not popular fillers for the more expensive options here. So if I'm playing Washington, it's top line, maybe a power play stack. That's it. On the Philly side, um, I do think uh, that JVR line is probably going to go into Backstrom a fair bit, and that's not really a great matchup. I probably want to match up against the third line a little bit more, that Sherry Strom line. Um, So I don't even, like, I think one of the third lines that's playable on the slate here tonight is that Philly third line, um, Hayes, Lawton, and Allison. Like like I said, Hayes, Hayes... has 14 shots since last five games has generally been pretty productive this season is on the top power play unit. Scott Lawton is almost always in the top three amongst their forwards in ice time game in and game out because he plays in a variety of situations for them. And like I said, Wade Allison has the best impacts uh, expected goals impacts uh, amongst this team's forwards this season. I think that could be a good third line to use here tonight. Um, if you want to get to a super expensive Toronto stack or Edmonton stack or what have you. So um, I don't mind going to Hayes, Lawton, and Allison here. If you just want a one-off Kevin Hayes, I think that's just fine because of his power play usage. If you want just two man and go Lawton and Hayes or, or Allison and Hayes or something like that, I think that's perfectly fine. But um, it's Philly three that I really uh, do like as a cheap option in this matchup. But I'm going to be honest, we're not showing a lot of ownership on any of the Flyers lines. I know it's not a huge total. Washington penalty kill has kind of been slipping over the last month where it had been pretty good earlier. I think there's some merit to at least one-offing some of the power play guys here in this matchup. So if you wanted, you know, just one-off Hayes or one-off Travis Konechny or something like that, I think that's playable. But um, I do think that Philly third line, I I think they'll come up as – it depends where you're looking, but I'll just say the Hayes line. I think the Hayes line is the line that I would be looking at um, on the flyer side and obviously the Washington top line on their side. That's all-star Kevin Hayes, by the way. No, I'll start Travis Konechny. No idea. What, never mind. But, yeah, you said just you can't wait to see my reactions to some of these. Like, I actually don't mind that Hayes line, oh, to be honest with you. Oh, this isn't the third line that I was mentioning to you before the show. We're going to get to a dandy later. Oh, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm just, like, of all of them, like, all the Flyers lines are third lines. So. Yeah, fair enough. So, yeah, don't don't mind the Hayes lines here. I also, now that I know the correct Washington lines, uh, big fan of Sonny Milano up on the top line. I think he's a chameleon. He can fit in fine up there. Um, you look at his numbers last year. Like you look at Zegers' numbers last year with and without Milano. Like they imp- like Zegers' numbers were drastically improved with Milano on his wing. I think Milano can fit in with Kuznetsov and Ovechkin very well tonight going forward. He'll fit a role like him up there. So, yeah, Washington won. Flyer stuff is fine. Don't know if I'm going to get there one to three, but obviously I haven't built my lineups yet. Let's move on to the next one. Oh, my God. Nashville Predators with a 2.6 total heading into Toronto. The Maple Leafs have a 3.3 total. Austin Matthews out tonight, leaving the top line with William Nylander, Michael Bunting, and Pierre Engvall. Sure. Like <laughs> Matthews has played or Matthews. Nylander has played center this year. He's played some center last year. He came up as a center, I believe. Yeah. Um, if there's ever a matchup to play center, it's probably this one. Like the Predators 
just don't offer much resistance. We wanted to see Angval up in the top six, just not like this. Um, interesting and interestingly enough, I'm curious to see a new ownership run with Matthews out. Maybe maybe we have it. I don't have the top stocks up because if I have too many tabs up, my computer is just like, yeah, bye bye. Um, Angval's twenty three hundred, Bunting's fifty three hundred. They're fifteen six to full stack. I don't know. Like I have concerns about the power play without Matthews. This seems like, and on top of that, Saros has been out of his mind the past week. Like in Saros, like I have no data to back this up, but he is one of the more streakier goalies in the NHL. Like when he's hot, he is white hot. And when he's cold, everything gets in. And I've always said, cause he's a shorter goalie. He's not like six, eight. He's, he's a little bit shorter, so when his positioning's a little off, things go uh, a wire, haywire a little bit there. I'm kind of in a conundrum here what to do with the Leafs because you have Edmonton with a massive total. You have the Capitals with a pretty decent total in a really good power play spot. You have the late-night Kings with a massive total. You know what I mean? So, like, I feel like without Matthews, I think the Leafs get overlooked a little bit here the top line anyway, I think that's going to push more ownership to Tavares Marner. I'm not sure I want to play them. Yeah, um, that's a pretty good point about the ownership because the top stacks run that we have right now is still um, was still from before uh, Matthews was announced out. At that point, the Tavares marner Crock line um, was at 14% ownership. I could see that being like 20%. Um, you know what I mean? Um, with with Matthews out of the lineup, so it's probably gonna probably gonna be one of the more popular mid-price lines here on this slate. But it's the top line that's kind of interesting to me with Pierre Angval there. Um over the last couple seasons, there has been times where Nylander's been moved down to the third line. So him and Engvall actually do have a reasonable sample together. Over the last two years, Nylander and Engvall have played 175 minutes together at five on five. Um, that works out to, I don't know, maybe about 15 games, depending on how much ice time they play. But 2.6 expected goals for, 2.4 against, 3.3 actual goals for, 3.1 against. That's pretty reasonable goal scoring. Um, obviously, it's not old Toronto one. They're, you know, sometimes around five for 60 minutes, not around three. But anything over three is still good. I mean, we just talked about the Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, Washington top line that's been at about 3.3 for the last few years. That's what Nylander and Engvall, that's the same rate as Nylander and Engvall over the last couple seasons. So um, it's interesting that Engvall is up there and Bunting is going to replace um, Matthews on the top power play unit. And you're right. Like, I think without Matthews there, it, it takes a big sting um, out of the power play. It's not just his goal scoring, right? But it's also just the threat of his goal scoring. Like, you know, he's one of those people you have to keep an eye on when he's on the ice. And it's his playmaking. It's his ability to play in tight spaces and make, you know, uh, close quarter passes and stuff like that. Like, there's a lot more value to Matthews on the power play than just simply his shooting. Um, and his shooting is, you know, absolutely un- unbelievably unreal. So, um, I do wonder how that power play is going to work out, but I think Nylander, Engvall, and Bunting could be a pretty good line together at five on five. 
Um, and I wonder if Engvall comes in at, I don't want to say low ownership because I think Engvall skating quote on the top line um, at a low price on a four game slate is going to attract ownership regardless. But I wonder if we don't end up in one of those situations where um, let's say Nylander comes in at like 18% and Bunting is at like 16% and then, you know, Engvall's at like nine or eight or something like that. Right. Um, now him being so cheap might throw that a little bit out of whack and maybe he does end up in the mid to high double digits or something like that. So we'll see what happens, but I want to reiterate like Pierre Engvall is not a bad hockey player. It's just that he's prop, he might be the best forward, um, Toronto has outside their big four, like maybe him or Michael Bunting would be like one, a one B for me. And he can carry a third line, which is something that Toronto has desperately needed for a few years now. Um, which is why he's so often on the third line, but over the last two seasons outside of Matthews, Marner and Bunting effectively their top line over the last two years, Engvall has the highest expected goals impact on amongst all their forwards, like higher than Nylander, higher than Tavares, higher than Garen Kroc, higher than all those guys. Like, I think Engvall's a pretty good player. And I think people are going to find out tonight uh, just how good he is. Cause this is not a tough matchup with Nashville town. Um, we were posting in our discord like over the last few weeks the only team in the league giving up more expected goals per minute um than anaheim is nashville oh and anaheim uh, is too. yeah sorry I, I said that backwards the only team giving up more expected goals than nashville is anaheim um nashville's 31st by expected goals against in the in the nhl over the last four weeks as you mentioned uc saros has just been on an unbelievable heater and he has really saved any semblance of playoff hope that, that this team has. Um, but their five-on-five five lines are just not good. <laughs> that's just that's just the way it is. Like Mark Jankowski is playing with Matt Duchesne and doing a little bit of digging. It seems like top uh, teams are considering them the top line for shutdown purposes. They're carrying a 47% shot share. Um, <laughs> you know, that's just bad. Uh, the Nashville second line with um, Forsberg and Sissons, um, 48% shot share, um, over 130 shot attempts for and against per 60 minutes with them on the ice. Like Forsberg and Sissons just play at a very, very high pace, which makes that Toronto 2, what I think will be the Toronto 2 matchup, pretty interesting because Tavares, Marner, and Yarncroc are pretty low event. Um, I wonder how that mixes. And then you get to Nashville 3, which I think might be their top line at this point, at least by performance. Of Glass, Johansson, and Niederreiter, 3.3 expected goals for 2.9 expected goals against another very high event line. So the Nashville lines are either bad, high event, or both. And I think that plays pretty well uh, to Toronto's strengths here. So I, if you want to avoid the Toronto power play because you're afraid of the Matthews impact, I think that's fine. But I think both the even, top even strength lines are in play for Toronto here. I would probably go to the top line, honestly, and go to Bunting, Nylander, and um, uh, Engvall over the Tavares line. Because the Tavares line, 2.0 expected goals for, 4.2 actual goals because they're shooting over 17%. Like, they're just running pure by shooting percentage. They can't maintain anywhere close to that. Once that crashes, they're obviously going to be scoring a lot less. I, I just don't see them creating enough offense game in and game out to really rely on them in DFS. 
obviously it's a four game slate. And if you're playing a hundred lineups, you're going to have some Toronto two somewhere. I'm just thinking if you're playing one, three, five lineups, something like that, I, I would probably rather just go to the Toronto top line and play all of Bunting, Nylander, Engvall. If you want to add in Tavares and make it a power play ish stack or something like that, I think you can do it, but I think it's the Toronto top line that I like the best. And I don't think the matchup matters. Like I, I think they go out against the Duchesne line, but it, honestly doesn't matter which line they play against it's either like i said it's either high event bad or both um already covered toronto too like i said if you want to play them fine i just don't think they're generating generating enough consistently to be reliable toronto three had been playing pretty well without angval there i don't know how good they're going to be because like i said um he's been uh one of the top um expected goals impacts um over the last two seasons, and he's the top expected goals impact amongst all their forwards so far this season. So you take him out and you leave him with, you know, Kerfoot and Camp and whomever. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the neural quantum processor. Because this is an audio ad, unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't think that's going to be very good. So that might be a matchup that favors the Nashville side, that glass line. So if I'm going to play anything from the Nashville side, it is Nita Ryder, Granlin, and Glass. I can't believe I might consider a Michael Granlin line. But this is what Nashville is doing to me. This is what they're making me do this. Uh, (laughs) Um, he can't um, keep getting away with this um you know they don't play a ton but Nashville has been spreading around the ice time amongst all its fours and they're still playing 14 or 15 minutes with Nita Ryder at 16 plus um we talked the other day about Cody Glass's scoring chance contributions very very strong this season um you know him and Matt Duchesne uh leading the leading the team in that regard um third place to Ely Tolvanen who's now in Seattle good job Predators um so he is playing well Nita Ryder's still a good two-way winger they can carry Johansson I think it's Nashville three that's in the best matchup here so um with them being perfectly correlated on the power play that's I call them Nashville three but they might actually be the top line at this point um it is the Johansson uh Granlin uh glass line that I like the best from the Nashville side like I said, it's Toronto one for me here. I think that egg ball line is going to be pretty good, and it's not a tough matchup. The only problem comes in goal uh, facing UC Saros with the way that he's playing right now. Yeah, you see David Foley's comments about Ely Tolvanen. Just it, it just reminds me of I think I've made a really big mistake. You know, so, so, like he's fit in perfectly with Seattle. So imagine. You know, he was like, oh, yeah, he, you know, we tried him everywhere. Yeah, playing him seven minutes a night on the fourth line really gave him a shot. I just, I, it's it's just one of those frustrating things. Like, 
I, I know teams have their own data and stuff like that, but there are always players that it's like, why would you ever give up on this guy? Um, and like I was mentioning to you in, a, in one of our group chats, Nashville traded away Kevin Fiala for Michael Granlin and then saw what Kevin Fiala would go on to do for Minnesota and now in, in uh, Los Angeles. Like, say what you want about his season this year. He's on pace for 85 points. Like, um, And what they did to Washington like a decade ago when they traded away Martin Erat and got Philip Forsberg and, you know, got a, uh, an all-star top-line winger for Martin Erat. And then they go ahead and give away Tolvin and um, – it just seems really, really weird considering the history of this franchise. Good for Seattle, though. Now they have a complete third line and they have three scoring lines and they're on their way to the, they're marching their way to the playoffs while Nashville is scrapping and fighting, hoping they can get into a wild card spot. It is just bananas. Like I said, I love the NHL. Yeah, I mean, David poley has been smoking that peyote and Mount Vesuvius with Hansel and Zoolander, it seems like. Some really wild moves there, but, you know, it is... Like we said, the NHL, Tyler Sagan doesn't fit in our culture. Let's trade him to Dallas. We are, as we mentioned off the top, we are sponsored by Prize Picks. If you click the link in the description below, the most important part, you'll get one free month of Stochastic Plus Platinum and up to a hundred dollar deposit match bonus when you sign up and make a deposit with Prize Picks. Is if you don't know what Prize Picks is, it is a daily prop based contest. You're not dealing with 150 maxers like Jake, who's always taking your money. You don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about optimizers like me. We're figuring out how to copy and paste. I don't have to worry about that. And I can, you know, we can do five player lineups and that can net you up to 10x your entry fee. You can use your knowledge of multiple sports with cross sports entries. You can do hockey with NBA. We got MMA coming up this weekend. You can do it with that. So, yeah, I have a prize pick for you. We just mentioned him, Kevin Fiala. His prop on prize picks is over three shots on goal. I like the over there. Kevin Fiala has been playing very well. Let's move on to the next one. Oh, yeah. Edmonton Oilers with a 3.9 total heading into Anaheim. Los Patos, the Ducks, have a 2.6 total. Cac Jamble is confirmed. John Gibson is probable. Um, Zegris was at practice this morning. He missed the practice yesterday because of the sniffles. He's back. We all get them. Yeah, he's back. <sighs> like, <laughs> we just mentioned that the only team giving up more expected goals than the Predators is the Ducks. The Ducks, like the, the McTavish Henrique Terry line, is just playing street hockey. I mean, like, I don't know what you want me to say about the Oilers. Like, I don't know what to say other than just play the power play guys and go about your day. Like, I see Ryan McLeod, 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 wow, wow, at 26.6 projected ownership, and I just I just don't want to do it. I'd rather just drop down to Ryan Nugent Hopkins and add him into that stack at 6.6%. Add in McDavid. Here's a four-man power play stack. Go about your day. Now, on the flip side, Jack Campbell's in that, and he's – he has not been great this season either. So I have interest on both sides of this game. If I was a betting man, which I apparently am, I would be betting the over on this game. What are you seeing? What am I seeing in this game? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm seeing two teams that both might not be making the playoffs this year. One of them 
Uh, probably should. Um, what I will say first off is we have, I at least I haven't seen any Edmonton lines so far today. You know, they are on the road sometimes, especially, you know, they're in Los Angeles. Sometimes practices can come late. I haven't seen anything yet to this point. And I don't think it'll surprise you, but uh, Edmonton went full line blender in the third period against the Kings the other night. Um, you know, they started with Costin, Yamamoto, um, and McDavid on the top line. Uh, and then I think by the end of the game, uh, McDavid was playing uh, a little bit with uh, Dylan Holloway, if, if, if I'm not mistaken, which, you know, that's certainly something. Um, you know, Dreisaitl had, um, Dreisaitl had been playing um, on the second line with um, – um, oh God, it's Simon right now. Yeah, Zach Hyman and Mc, McLeod, like you, you, you like to say. Uh, he had been playing with Hyman and McLeod for the first couple periods. Third period rolls around. Um, all of a sudden, he's playing with Yamamoto and Holloway for one shift. Um, you know, a couple shifts later, he's got McLeod back, but now he's got Yessi Pouliarvi. Uh, you know, a uh, shift later, he's got uh, McDavid uh, uh, with them up front. So you know, this is what Edmonton does. We don't know exactly what their lineups are going to be. I'm assuming at the least McDavid and Yamamoto stay on the top line together. Cause I think Costin played like eight minutes last game. That's been kind of a problem for him. He's been, it's been like eight, 11, 15, eight, 11. What do you do with that? Um, McDavid and Yamamoto have a reasonable sample together this year. They're up over a hundred minutes. <sighs> Things aren't looking good. Uh, 2.4 expected goals for 2.8 expected goals against at five on five, 1.8 goals for and goals against per 60 minutes. Um, Yamamoto's typically a, a decent percentage shooter, like his career was over 15% heading into the season. He's at about 10% this year, so maybe there's a little bit of bad luck going on, but. Um, McDavid's numbers have really, really suffered uh, without Leon Dreisaitl next to him this year. And I think that's clearly a function of the lack of depth on this team, right? Like if he's not playing with Dreisaitl, he has Hyman and then shrug, right? Like, and if he doesn't have Hyman and Dreisaitl, it's, well, here's, uh, you know, Clem Costin and Dylan Holloway. You know what I mean? So um, without uh, Dreisaitl next to him at five on five, the Oilers are scoring two and a half goals per 60 minutes with McDavid on the ice. That's, that's pathetic. It's just, there's just no other way to say it. It is absolutely pathetic. Uh, the scoring that Edmonton's putting together five on five with McDavid on the ice um, without dry sidle. Um, it, it's those two players or it's nothing like those guys go off. I shouldn't say that. I think there was one game a couple weeks ago, maybe last week where Yanmark had like a three point night or something like that. Like congrats to them. Um, that'll happen maybe once or twice a season. Um, but uh, yeah, if McDavid and Dreisaitl don't get there, this team's probably in trouble. But like you mentioned, it's just a phenomenal matchup um, going into Anaheim. Uh, the Anaheim top line, with as it's currently constructed, doesn't have a huge sample. Only 45 minutes, uh, 69 shot attempts against per 60 minutes. Just awful. Uh, 42% of the shot share, I think. <laughs> At this point, that's about what we're expecting for any line that's not Zegers, Terry, and Henrik. Um, they all played quite a bit in the last game, 19 to 22 minutes. I think that's probably uh, what you'll see again here today. 
here's a little bit of a problem I'm running into is that, you know, you and I have talked about how good Troy Terry is. And I think he is a really, really good player right now. I wonder about his, I hate speculating about this because you don't know what's going on in a player's head or what's going on in a hockey dressing room, but I kind of wonder about his motivation. Like this team sucks. And unless they get Connor Bedard in, in the draft or maybe Fantilli, if he really, you know, turns into a superstar, is this team going to be any good in the next two or three years? I like it's a stretch. Um, Troy Terry's an RFA this season. Um, I think, think he's a year away from ufa i don't wonder if he just wants out now that's just me speculating but i look at his performance it has typically been pretty strong fairly consistently at least shots wise over the last couple seasons uh but troy terry pardon me has gone uh 16 games since he's had a DraftKings shot bonus which just seems unfathomable for a guy that usually likes to shoot so much in those 16 games um, he has seven points, one goal, 34 shots. Like he's just a shade over two shots per game over his last 16. Like, yeah, this team is very, very bad, but he should be performing a little bit better than this over any sample, especially 20% of the season. Like I said, I wonder if he's a hundred percent motivated to give it his all, or if he just wants to get the hell out of Anaheim. Um, and I, you can't blame him if he wants to certainly, so I look at, you know, it is a pretty good matchup against Edmonton. Like I said, that top line is, it's nothing. Even with Connor McDavid there, it's nothing. Um, Terry Henrik and McTavish are going to see that line. They're going to see all the minutes on the power play. They are perfectly correlated on the power play. Edmonton takes a ton of penalties. They're at 3.7 times shorthanded per game this season. Um, third in the league behind uh, Arizona and Florida. Um, you know, with Zegers back, the Anaheim has their full complement of the top power play. The power play for Anaheim has actually been good this year. It's been one of the, maybe the lone bright spot outside of the goaltending for them. So I think Anaheim one is perfectly fine, but I think even on both sides of this game, I think it's some sort of power play stacking that I would lean to. Um, both teams take a ton of penalties. Edmonton has a super elite power play. Anaheim's is good. Um, I think it's the power play guys. This isn't, I don't think this is the game where I would dive down and, you know, say, go play Sam Carrick and Jakob Silverberg in a two-man. Or, you know, go play, War go one-off Warren Fogle or something like that. Like, this is not the game where I'm doing that. This is the game where I'm especially focusing on the power play guys um, or moving along. Um, yeah, I, even the line, even the third line's numbers, yeah, American R&H without the top centers, they've just been getting caved in too. So, like, I, there's just nothing in the depth. For me, It's this is all about the power play guys on both sides or you just don't play them. Yeah, like, if I'm the Edmonton coach, like, I'm looking at this matchup and, like, if I put Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisel, and Zach Hyman together and put them out on the ice for 23 to 25 minutes, who's going to stop them? No one. Just put them together. They'll score mean, 17 goals. You mean Max Comtois and Sam Carrick won't stop them? Yeah. That sounds like slander, buddy. Sue me, Anaheim. <laughs> but, like, yeah, put them together. Stop with, the like, these coaches throughout the year. Edmonton made the playoffs, stacking their top line. Go out and get a depth piece in, when you're tra in the trade deadline. Put your top line together. No one can stop them. They were unstoppable 
when they were together earlier this season. Now these these coaches get like the jack in the box. They just like want to mess up their lineup for whatever reason and just put them back together. Oh God. Anyway, I feel better now. <laughs> we can get you a NHL five day risk free trial and we get you full access to everything Stochastic has to offer. Make sure to click the link, the link, the link in the description below. You'll get projections, ownership, top stacks, lineup builder. There's projections. We love the projections. No one has better projections. Simply the best projections. We're just projecting and projecting over here. Yeah. There's a uh, top stacks. Shows you leverage, ownership, or projected ownership. There is the lineup builder with everything that we have to offer. And while we have the lineup builder up as part of let's build the lineup we'll build the lineup together so you know what you're getting into if you are clicking the link in the description and joining the five-day free trial you also get access to the uh discord which is very informational and fun but let's build that lineup and uh we can go we can use players in the last game if you want um let's uh, because you like toronto one they're three wings can you fit them in with any sort of double Edmonton? Probably not, but uh well we could try it. I, I don't yeah. think so with their prices, but um we'll see. Um so there's your three wings, Engvall, Nylander, and Bunting, McDavid and Drysidle. Uh who's the cheap goalie? We could put Reimer in net. Yeah, you can fit it. And then just you know, jam one of those super bad wingers like Costin or Yamamoto or whatever. Oh, wow. How much salary we got? Well, if we put Reimer in, thirty three hundred per for two defensemen and a utility. Sunny, <laughs> it's one off. Sunny Milano. Ooh, I almost dropped the f bomb, but yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, we can do that. So we'll put Sunny Milano. We got thirty four hundred for each defenseman on average. How much is the Gus? Oh, he's Eric way Gus. he's way yeah. up here now at this point. Yeah, he's fifty one hundred. Yeah. yeah, that's a bit too much. Uh, yeah, there's nobody really. We can always put in our boy Martin F. He's up to three K though. Oh, he is. See, yeah. like, I don't, look, I don't, I don't like looking at these soulless creatures who play <laughs> on the blue line until I'm at the end of my lineup. Um, you know, uh, we do have. Matt Roy, thirty three hundred. I think that's reasonable for him in a huge total at home. Let's see here. Um, we could pair somebody like Mario Ferraro with Reimer for correlation. Yeah, I always like having a shot blocker with my goalie. All right, let's do that. Let's put in Ferraro, so we can put in a thirty nine hundred defenseman, or we could use like Alexandre Carrier. Let's just leave Ferraro. We'll leave the correlation. We have, um, have 3,900. Yeah, we can put in Bouchard. Bouchard. Yeah, I actually like him when he actually gets minutes. Yeah. So um, it's kind of like a 4 2 2, but nothing's off limits here on a four game slate. Yeah. So we'll put in Bouchard. So that's how you use the lineup builder. Um, when projections are up and ready to go, you'll see a projected score and all that. So, um, it's a pretty simple tool to see what you can do and what you can, what you can do and what you can't do. Um, obviously that's our sample lineup, triple wing Toronto one with uh, McDavid dry uh, double center 
Sonny Milano as a one-off. Reimer paired with Mario Ferraro on the blue line. And then Evan Bouchard to go with the Edmonton guys. Not a terrible lineup, actually. I kind of like that Toronto's triple wing top line. Yeah. I, I'm actually surprised that fits, to be honest with yeah. you. On FanDuel, that's probably like 8,000 over the cap. But Yeah, and now that I see that, I wonder how many people are going to do that Toronto top line plus McDavid Drysaddle double center. The 124 people watching, for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, it's an option for them. But, yeah, it's it's just such a quick and easy tool to make your lineups. Um, it, I, I use it every day. So um certainly helps uh, if you're not one of those people uh, slamming Fantasy Cruncher for 150. Yeah, thanks, Fantasy Cruncher. No, but I, this is how I get through the show. It has everything listed. I can reference stats straight from it, so I don't have to, you know, switch browsers and all that. It is a very, very useful tool. Let's get to the last game of the night. We have the San Jose Sharks with a 2.7 total. Heading into Los Angeles, the Kings have a 3.7. James Reimer is confirmed. John Quick is in the lineup builder. Maybe he's probable. I, I didn't see anything on the Kings. Maybe they skated um, while we were on the air. Byfield was he was he got hurt in the game. He came back. Assuming he's in with Kopitar and Kempe, and they keep the lines the same. This is an interesting one because you look at the projected ownership and Dino of Iafalo Arvidsson getting absolutely steamed right now. They're above thirty. Like their ownership is higher than the projection. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Um, I don't know if that's actually going to happen. Like maybe it is because the. The Sharks are abomination defensively. But if that ownership is correct, like I'd rather just go back to Fiala, Gabe Velarde, Blake Lazat. Like, yeah, they're getting double digits, but it's not like 30%. You could even go back to Kopitar Kempe here. I think Iofal Arvidsson, Dino, going to see a lion's share of the hurdle Meyer line that. Uh, to no line has been very, very good defensively. So I, I like back to back on the road for the Sharks don't have a massive amount of interest in that hurdle Meyer line. The only thing drawing me to them is their ownership. And if quick is in net, he has been very bad this season. So that would be another thing, but we'll see. Uh, this is a Kings game for me. Yeah, I, we do have to say that San Jose top line, at least right now, is showing a lot of leverage, obviously. 17.5% um, top two stack, um, third highest on the slate, um, only 7.5% ownership, giving them good leverage. The tough part here is going into Los Angeles. You know, in years gone by, it was a brutal trip to go into, into Los Angeles because you'd be facing Anze Kopitar and Drew Doughty. Now, obviously, those guys, they're, you know, on in the tail ends of their careers. But um, that King's second line, even with I, Alex Iafalo there, has been just lights out defensively this year. Um, with Iafalo next to Dano, they're at two expected goals against per 60 minutes, 0 0.8 actual goals against, because a lot of their minutes have come lately with Phoenix Copley in net. Um, <laughs> I can't That's believe I said a weird that. story. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they had similar numbers with Trevor Moore there. Like it's a really, really brutal matchup for San Jose. Um, San Jose's top line at five on five. So yes, there's very good leverage, especially if Jonathan Quick's in net. You're right. There is reason to play them. It's just, if they get there, it's probably going to have to be on the power play. And if they get there on the power play, then all of a sudden you're bringing Logan Couture in. 
um, and you're bringing um, Alexander Barabanov in, and then you have to consider Eric Carlson. Um, it's not just Hurdle and Myers. So I I have absolutely zero problem playing San Jose because of the leverage. I just think if they get if San Jose gets there tonight, it's probably going to have to be on the power play, and in that situation, I'd, I'd I'd probably just rather go to the Couture line, who's also in a better five on five matchup. Um, they yeah, haven't been they. <laughs> They haven't been playing particularly well defensively, so that's what makes it a good matchup for that Kopitar line. And they aren't coming in with much ownership, and they are playing well. Like, they're up to 55 minutes with Quinton Byfield next to them. 2.5 expected goals for 1.9 against. Not scoring a ton, but you'd never really expect that line to score a lot of 5-on-5. The Sharks' penalty kill has been starting to let them down. At least their goaltending has. Um, Their shots metrics still remain pretty strong in the PK, but it's the goaltending that's really been an issue for them. Um, So it's not a bad matchup for Kings 1. So I don't mind playing them where we actually have them as the lowest owned line of the three Los Angeles lines here tonight, which seems kind of unfathomable because they're all similarly priced. But, you know, here we are. Um, if you want to leave, you know, Byfield off and then add like Fiala or something to make it a power play stack, I think that's fine. But I don't mind Kings one here. Um, Kings two, I think is coming in with way too much ownership. So I agree with you. It'd be Velarde, Lazat, and Fiala. I would go to if I was going to use uh, either the second or the third lines. Here's the wrinkle that I was uh, alluding to in our Discord a little bit earlier today. Nick. Benino and uh, Nico Sturm have been playing very well together on the third line for the Sharks. They're up to 165 minutes. Oh, yeah, here we go. Nico Sturm, <laughs> baby. 2.8 expected goals for, 2.9 actual goals for in their sample together. Those are pretty good offensive numbers, especially for a third line. Like, they're good offensive numbers regardless. They're really good for a third line. Um, they're all playing about 15 minutes. Sturm has 23 shots in his last 10 games. So he's, you know, he's getting involved offensively. They're probably going to see a fair bit of that Kings third line. And the Kings third line has been pretty bad defensively. Um, 2.3 expected goals for three expected goals against 3.3 actual goals against. Like, I think that Sturm Benino line, or at least the Sturm Benino two man is one of the depth options that i'm considering here tonight if i want to pay up for a super expensive edmonton or something like that um other than that i think you probably have to go to the power play guys because it's a reasonable power play spot for them the kings do take a fair amount of penalties pk has been getting a little bit better but i'd say no better than average so it's not a bad power play spot for san jose but um don't mind the power play guys, but I think Sturman Bonino make a decent little two-man if you need uh, a bunch of salary savings. On the Kings side, it'd be Kings 1 or Kings 3 for me. I think ownership is going to get me towards Los Angeles 1, um, but I think there are two playable lines on that side. Uh, we got a house Essimont tout, tout. We love it. First of his name. Holds that fort down strong. Yeah. Absolutely. Love to see it. I thought we we're going to get like Jonah Gadjevich and I would have like fallen off my chair, but no, I'm, I'm not going to go that deep. Not going to go yeah. that deep. But yeah, this is a uh, spicy little four gamer, huh? Yeah. I like let's, talk, let's talk these gremlins on the blue line. I guess. Yeah. Fair. Very like, I guess he's still fine at three K like, 
I probably just play Eric Gustafsson there. He's not getting too much ownership. Like 5,100 Eric Gustafsson feels bad to click in, but on that top power play in this power play matchup, pretty, pretty good. Um, let's see here. Always Roman Yossi's in play. Again, like he's a pretty hefty spend-up option here. And the team in front of him is pretty bad, but if they're going to score a couple goals, chances are he's going to be involved. Morgan Riley back on that top power play at 4,800 is interesting. I don't mind him either. The punk guys on the on the Leafs are just – Same with the Oilers. Like, I think Nurse is fine. I think Bouchard for his price, if he gets 16 minutes, is fine. Tyson Berry, if you want. Um, Cam Fowler for the power play. The punt guy's not too great there. Again, I'm looking for a punt here. Like, it would probably be Mario – Mario Ferraro, or even like Sean Walker. Like, he doesn't get a ton of minutes, but he's 2,600. Matt Roy is all right at 3,300. Not the best pun options here. What do you, what do you like him? Yeah, I don't mind um, Justin Hall at 3K on Toronto. Like, yeah, it's Toronto depth, but it's pretty good total for them. Um, he does get reasonable minutes. Um, for the cheap guys, I'll add uh, Kulikov. Uh, from Anaheim he probably should play around 20 minutes he does a lot of penalty killing it's Edmonton he's probably gonna have to block a lot of shots I imagine um, don't mind Matt Roy either he's been priced down for Los Angeles not playing a ton of minutes 17 18 but I think that's fine for such a high total at home um, other than the guys you mentioned for higher priced options the one I'll meant I'll add is Travis Sanheim I said like a few weeks ago I don't think there's a difference in DFS anymore between him and Ivan Provorov and he's still cheaper than Ivan Provorov, so um, I don't mind Sanheim here tonight in that kind of mid four-ish price range. Uh, if you have that salary left, ask a question. Do you like McDonough on Fanduel? He's four K on Fanduel. Yeah, I don't mind that price. Alex Carrier is thirty-eight hundred on Fanduel, but there's no block bonus. So yeah, I'd probably go to McDonough there at four K. Um, and Carrier on DraftKings twenty-seven hundred. I didn't mention him, but yeah, he's always in play. Uh, let's talk goalies here who are you like in a net uh sorrows obviously um especially um given the uh injury news for austin matthews carter hart um washington has been shooting a lot more at five on five um carter hart's reasonably priced at home don't mind him um i was going to use phoenix copley uh i'm not going to use jonathan quick i guess if you want to like pay way down uh, for a guy that's not going to carry much ownership, it would be James Reimer from the Sharks. Yeah, Reimer's an interesting pivot off Saros. I think Saros is going to be pretty chalky. But again, like goalie ownership is kind of a moot point. It just matters who scores the most. If you have a lean on any of those guys, play him. Like, I don't even know what the spend-up option would be. Like, I don't want to play Matt Murray. I guess it would be Darcy Kemper uh, if it is him or, you know, Charlie Lindgren. Like, Matt Murray – like. The, the national lineup's so bad, but like I just have no confidence in 8,100 Matt Murray or 8,200 Jack Campbell or 8,000 Quick. So you know what I mean? Like it's probably it'd probably be Kemper as the spend up option. Who are you liking for your hat trick pick? Let's hope the Leafs lose tonight. We're going with Philly Forsberg. Nice. I kind of gave myself away with the spice here. I'm going Sonny Milano. Oh, that would be something. Yeah. Coming up at five o'clock, we have the NBA deeper dive with Josh and Adam and NBA live 
before lock at 6 p.m. with Greg and Eric. So if you're looking for NBA, come back at 5 o'clock. Thank you for joining us. Smash that like button on the way out. Remember to click the link in the description. Get that five-day free trial. We'll see you in Discord. Say hello. If you if you sign up, come in, say hello. We'll uh, Everyone will greet you warmly. It's a nice little family community in there. And uh, good luck tonight. Good luck, everyone. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the Neural Quantum Processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.